Hi, this is Mark Rabin. Welcome to episode 240 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post from November 7th, 2017, titled, Should Lean Conferences Add a Code of Conduct for Speakers and Attendees? I've really enjoyed uh, learning from Eric Reese and the Lean Startup community since late 2009. I had the opportunity to attend and speak at Lean Startup Week uh, this past week. I get to attend many conferences throughout the year. Most of them are framed as lean, but sometimes I get to speak at an agile event or something outside of usual lean manufacturing or lean healthcare circles. It's good to see different approaches at other types of events, uh, such as the trend toward a greater number of shorter talks at Lean Startup Week. You know, not everything needs to be an hour long talk. Uh, my talk was just 15 minutes, which is typical for that event. Another thing I like seeing at other events is the use of open space or lean coffee formats for more interaction instead of unidirectional lectures. Now, it's easy for some conferences to fall into the way we've always done it mode. I mean, it's, it's human nature. It's been great to see um, the spread of more participatory open space formats into some lean events, including this year's Lean Coaching Summit and the Society for Health Systems Conference. My suggestions about more speakers, shorter talks hasn't gotten uh, the same traction, but I still think it's a good idea. But rather than labeling others as being resistant to change, maybe I should continue the dialogue about what problem are we trying to solve on this and other questions, which brings me to another question, um, codes of conduct uh, for events. One element that seems to be the norm these days at tech conferences is a formalized code of conduct that applies to staff, presenters, and attendees. The code is communicated to attendees during registration, and for example, I received numerous reminders about it for Lean Startup Week. A reminder about the code was also made at the start of the main days on Thursday. And there is a, a, a website that has um, some suggested standard language for such codes at confcodeofconduct.com, and you can find Links to all of this and the original blog post at leanblog.org slash audio 140. But before sharing the benchmarking about solutions or countermeasures, we should probably also have a discussion about what problem is being solved. Is there a problem or is there a need for proactive countermeasures and prevention? The tech-driven venture capital community has had many sexual harassment and sexual assault cases, some of which most likely occurred at conferences. Agile and lean startup events draw heavily from the tech community. Tech conferences have been criticized for a lot of sexist behavior. For example, having quote unquote booth babes is now no longer the accepted practice being banned at tech conferences in recent years. One person I talked to recently said that uh, booth babes and even more egregious sexist or sexualized behavior was the norm at some manufacturing conferences going into the 1980s but was curtailed as times changed. Not that men are the only harassers, but it's fair to say that men typically outnumber women at tech conferences, just as it seems men outnumber women at most lean events. I, I don't have data handy to back that up, but it seems true based on my own attendance and observations. When I spoke at Agile Day Chicago recently, they had a code of conduct posted on their main website page. It included clear information for what attendees should do to quote unquote, pull the and on cord. You know, it's my language and lean language or how to speak up about a problem or a concern. I think that's 
good lean thinking, encouraging respect for people and creating a safe environment for people to speak up. In the post, I've linked to the full text of the lean startup code as I was politely reminded in the speaker email I received, it says, you know, please make sure you're familiar with our code of conduct before arriving at the event. We like to ensure everyone has a positive experience at Lean Startup Week. The code starts by saying, freedom of thought and the open exchange of ideas are key to Lean Startups and central to Lean Startup conferences and events. I think the same need for an open exchange of ideas holds true for broader Lean events like the Lean Transformation Summit, the AME Annual Conference, Lean Frontiers events, the Shingo Prize Conference, etc. Again, from the Lean Startup Week code, it says that kind of exchange can happen only in an environment that recognizes the value of each person and fosters mutual respect. That's why we're dedicated to providing badges with your names and a harassment-free conference experience. So it says, quote, you know, being dedicated to providing a harassment-free conference experience, unquote, doesn't mean that that 100% error proofs against bad behavior, but it seems to follow good lean thinking that reporting small problems helps prevent bigger problems from occurring. The code continues, put another way, if we create an atmosphere in which anyone can say anything, we have not fostered an open exchange of ideas because conference participants who don't like and can't tolerate offensive comments and hateful behavior won't participate. To help ensure that conversations at Lean Startup conferences are focused on entrepreneurship and that the atmosphere encourages participation from as wide a range of attendees as possible, we do not tolerate harassment based on race, gender, religion, age, color, national origin, physical appearance, disability, sexual orientation, or gender identity. When we say harassment, we're talking about unwelcome or hostile behavior, including speech that intimidates, creates discomfort or interferes with the person's participation in the conference. Speaker presentations fall under this category and should not use images or examples that would violate the code of conduct. And um, they continue um, things that fall um, under this code include unwelcome physical contact, unwelcome sexual attention, deliberate intimidation and stalking. Speakers, uh, sponsors, should not use sexualized images or activities, and sponsor representatives, including volunteers, should not use sexualized clothing, uniforms, or costumes. That's the end of the excerpt from the code. They encourage people to speak up about problems, and this seems like an important point. Their staff have, quote, been trained to respond to violations of this code of conduct, end of quote. Lean Startup Week also promises to take action, including expelling somebody from the conference without a refund. So what about lean events? Now again, forgive me if I'm jumping to a solution here, but I think this is an important thing to discuss. Do lean events have similar problems of harassment and sexist activities or other discriminatory behavior? Not that I've seen, or you know, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't explore this countermeasure, even if it's proactive and preventive. I mean, I'm a white guy, so I'm unlikely to be directly victimized by discriminatory, hateful, or uncomfortable behavior. I haven't heard of problems or incidents, but that doesn't mean they don't happen. It seems that code of conduct are also intended to prevent problems. Proactively asking what could go wrong and coming up with proactive countermeasures is a good example of lean thinking, you know, building on the ideas of respect, failure mode effects analysis, and other practices. 
We don't need to wait for some sort of ugly incident or scandal in the lean community to take some steps forward or, or steps I suggest are a step forward. I mean, do you think the lean, major lean conferences should adopt this countermeasure as a reactive or proactive measure? Do you think of code of conduct is not necessary or has any downside? You know, I'm curious if you have ever personally experienced or witnessed conduct that would violate such a code. And, and remember, you can post comments anonymously and I will protect your confidentiality. You can do so again at leanblog.org slash audio 240. I've reached out to some of the major lean events I've attended for input and feedback and their responses and views uh, are summarized next. So AME in uh, the US and Australia. I could not find a code of conduct online for the annual AME conference that's held in the US. However, their Australian AME conference has one posted. They are the official AME affiliate in Australia. So Guy Bulmer, the AME national president there, gave me this statement to share. We introduced a code of conduct in 2015 as a result of feedback that we received after our annual conference from both the attendees and our staff. The feedback was that we should, in the future, make clear our expectations with respect to attendee behavior at our conferences. As part of our current event management process, we ask both attendees and support staff to give us their feedback after each conference so that we can continue to improve the standard of our conference offering year on year. However, since the code of conduct issue was raised, we've had no further feedback from the attendees on this topic, either positive or negative. That said, we have seen a positive change in behavior at our annual conference since the code of conduct was introduced. And on that basis, we would highly recommend and encourage others to develop their own code of conduct. George Saez, the president of AME here in the US, replied to my email and said, AME does have a code of conduct in place for our volunteers, and we are examining implementing an event-based code. It is important to have this in place to protect the learning environment we are working to create. So um, then we move on to Catalysis and the Lean Healthcare Transformation Summit. Rachel Regan, the Director of Events and Payment Initiatives, shared this statement that I'm sharing with her permission. We have a code of conduct for Catalysis employees and our event management process that is rooted in our Catalysis guiding principles. For our summit attendees, we do not have an explicit code of conduct, nor do we think we need one. However, with our processes, we promote the conduct we want and expect, such as open sharing, collaborative learning, uh, connecting, and respectful dialogue. We work very hard on improving these processes year over year and proactively cutting bad uh, potential bad behavior off at the pass. Lean Frontiers. Jim Hunsinger, the founder and president of Lean Frontier, sent a statement after we discussed this question. Jim said, Lean Frontier simply expects professional behavior from everyone, which includes respectful dialogue, interaction, and such. If everyone merely expected and showed professionalism, there would be no issues the vast majority of the time, which Lean Frontiers has maintained over the years. Lean Enterprise Institute. Josh Raposa, the customer strategy officer for LEI, provided a statement after our e email exchange where he said, we have been discussing having a code of conduct for the summit. We have one for our team at the event and are thinking one for our customers would be helpful in that it can inform them of the atmosphere and environment we're trying to create at the event. Um, finally, the Shingo Prize Conference. A leader at the Shingo Institute replied to my question by pointing me to their Utah State University Code of Conduct, which covers their personnel. 
they are going to extend this to include their speakers. As Ken Snyder, executive director of the Institute said, we have language in our speaker agreements to ensure that conference speakers maintain certain decorum. We decided to add a clause to that agreement. The purpose is to make it clear that if there is anything in the presentation that we deem to be inappropriate, then we can terminate the presentation. As for our official code of conduct, we elected to keep it simple and positive and based on principles. Our official code of conduct is we respect every individual. I asked a follow-up question about conduct expectations uh, for attendees and did not get a direct response. My guess is that attendees are expected to abide by the respect every individual principle. So for final thoughts and summaries, to summarize the responses, AME Australia has a code and recommends others do the same. AME US is considering the adoption of a code. Catalysis said no explicit code is needed. Lean Frontiers agreed and said the expectation is treating others with respect. The Lean Enterprise Institute is having discussions about this and the Shingo Institute says respect every individual is the code. So through my conversations with these conference organizers and with some other friends and, and thinking this through, I see many sides to the issue. For one, I have not heard complaints about bad behavior at Lean events, but that doesn't mean it doesn't happen, uh, but goes unreported. Secondly, I can see how people would question the need for a code that might be a countermeasure to a problem that isn't there or isn't known. I understand concerns that a code could be overly broad. Third, I understand that a code doesn't prevent people from behaving badly. That said, I think it's fine to have a proactive code that clarifies expectations that an event doesn't want certain types of bad behavior, even if you'd like to think it shouldn't be, need to be stated. And finally, I think the most important factor in these various codes is the way organizations encourage people to speak up, train their staff members on how to best respond or investigate, and specify how people should contact event organizers if there is any disrespectful or bad behavior taking place. So again, I want to hear what you think. Feel free to post a comment and share your thoughts. You can go to leanblog.org slash audio 240. Uh, I guess the code of conduct for blog comments, as always, is to keep things respectful. Uh, and I want to thank you for listening.